0: This episode of the Rad Podcast is brought to you by tech 2 You. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads, they'll even recycle electronics. Visit www.tech2u.com. That's tech, the number two, U. .com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for Tech2U the rad to another episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don show. And I've got my lovely wife, Mrs. Brandon, joining me today. Say hello. Hello. Oh, the music bed stopped. That's stupid.
1: It didn't fade.
0: I know. Very unprofessional. Kind of like me today because uh, I'm not feeling 100% to be 100% honest with everybody. Uh, Over the weekend, I contracted some sort of ick. I don't know if it's Don's ick, but apparently... Everybody's got it going on right I don't now. think
1: we're gonna get any sympathy for being sick.
0: No no and that's fine but it's I,
1: just a head cold
0: and it's but it's one of those head colds that it's so nagging that it's hard to look past anything else. It's hard to work past it or work through it. I, I managed to get through the show today I don't know if you heard but it was it I wasn't did. too bad but I did um,
1: it's not it's not fun. I, I have to say what it's done for me is it's made me extraordinarily grumpy.
0: I'll say. So
1: you'll get salty Mrs. Brandon today.
0: Well, people tend to like salty Brandon, so maybe people will enjoy salty Mrs. Brandon.
1: I don't know. Salty Mrs. Brandon is pretty mean.
0: I'll say. <laughs> uh fortunately we have some uh green peach tea uh with some lemon and honey that's uh
1: Great. it's green tea with peach.
0: Whatever. <laughs> it's tea, okay? Okay. <sighs> It should be uh, spiked with something, but we're professionals around here, and uh, we don't do that.
1: We so. don't drink on school nights.
0: No, we don't. Uh, but speaking of drinking, there's yeah. going to be a weekend full of filled with debauchery maybe this coming is, up.
1: Maybe this is why I'm so grumpy. Why? Because I'm so worried that I'm not going to be feeling better for this, this. This big
0: weekend? This big
1: weekend I've got. Well,
0: what do you got going on this big weekend?
1: Uh, it is my best friend Stephanie's bachelorette, a.k.a. hen party. Ah! Uh, you anybody has been Grandma. to one of our events or has looked at our events? That's she's our photographer. Yeah, she's also a very good friend of mine.
0: Stephanie Renee Photography. If you're interested uh-huh. in, in hiring her services, but she won't be available this weekend or uh, at the end of April because she will be the one getting married. She is. And this party is going down in in where this weekend Reno. All right.
1: Yeah. So we got two nights back to back of partying happening. Oh yeah.
0: What's 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 planned for the first night?
1: So um, Friday night is kind of our debauchery night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good reason for that, um, and I don't want to you know put anybody on the spot, but it does have to do with somebody's work. Okay, and they need to be PCs. So right, you can't have the dicks flapping out.
0: Um, whose dicks are going to be flapping out?
1: Whoever's we we want. Oh, no, really? I, we have We have a, we have those god-awful shot glass necklaces, F-penises in them. And oh, right on. It was it's the same penis forever. Oh,
0: okay, so all so the that's penis... that's Friday night. All the penis stuff needs to be put away after the first night, so yeah, then so- it could be more, <laughs> more mild and tame the second night. So
1: we don't actually have any solid plans for Friday night as much, you know, if past getting... Um, one of her sisters, like dolled up and ready to go.
0: Oh, that's nice. Picking
1: up, and and our party doesn't. It won't be able to really start start until after nine when we pick up one of the other bridesmaids from the airport. Okay. But it's going down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when the sun goes down, so are you. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So are are you? Are you? Do you have any places in mind that you're planning on going? We should probably not announce too much of where well, you're going to be because we don't need any stalkers following. So you around, I was right? kind of
1: hoping that maybe some of our our prod heads could help me with this. Okay. Good places to go for the bachelorette scene. All right. Uh, I know that there's a couple of bars I know of a few we've mm-hmm. been to that I really really like. Um. But uh, Saturday night's planned. We've got that planned. That's, that's, you're right. I'm not going to announce what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and Brandon won't be with me on Friday night.
0: I know. I, well, I really won't be with you so, all weekend until right. after your festivities on so, Saturday. So. Very,
1: very rare occurrence that we're, we're going to be spending a night apart. That's
0: true. We, we, we often don't. I think it's been less than a handful of times that we've spent a night apart since we've been together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. I know. So I'll have all that bed to myself, which is weird.
1: Yeah, and I'll have all that bed and that that king suite all to myself too.
0: <laughs> so is this like a is this like a no boys party weekend type of thing? Uh,
1: yeah, all it's right. a hen party. So,
0: okay, so there's you, <laughs> but so you're not soliciting for for people to tell you where to go for like the guys that are.
1: We're like, not, looking not looking for, for the, the thunder, thunder from now on.
0: It's
1: just where I'm getting. <laughs>
0: Right. So you're not looking I'm for looking for strippers. free
1: drinks and a good atmosphere. All right. Thanks, Walter. Yeah,
0: don't, don't worry about Walter. He's a little excited about this weekend, too, because he's going to be uh, actually traveling uh, up to Dogwoods while we're all uh, busy doing stuff. Because while you're going to be in Reno, you do mention that we're not going to be together I will be busy. There will be, I will be doing something exciting,
1: exciting night plan.
0: I do. Um, we're actually going to be, I'm going to be joining up with the folks at SAC Spirit, uh, the Sacramento paranormal intuitive research investigation team. Of course you've, you've remembered them from previous episodes of the podcast where they did investigations of the rad studio where we found out that there's a corn farmer that's just randomly walking around messing with doors um and we had a reading with uh uh, melissa was able to help do a reading with dawn which was eye-opening for her dawn not necessarily being a full-on uh believer of the mumbo and jumbo while she has her own belief systems um it was eye-opening for a lot of people which was really cool right that's it to say
1: yeah no it was and it was very validating and
0: yeah a lot of cool stuff uh, that we learned there and then they also did an investigation over here at uh Uh, At the at the Brandon's household where we found out that there's some naked guy wandering through our house. Uh, One of our chairs had some bad spirits attached to it or bad juju. Um, Various other things. You can go back and and listen to those episodes uh, in the rad Podcast here. Uh, But this time I'm actually going to be taking uh, the podcast mobile and going down to Stockton where they have the uh, the USS Lucid. Which is a, a, a aggressive class minesweeper from uh, from the Vietnam War? Did two tours in Vietnam.
1: Sounds intimidating.
0: It is intimidating. In fact, uh, they, uh, there's some details here that I'll get into. But um, what we're trying to do is raise awareness to the USS Lucid that's stocked down there in, in the port of Stockton, uh, docked, not stocked. <laughs> <laughs> Docton Stockton. Um,
1: were you, were you going to say it's Stockton Docton? I almost,
0: almost <laughs> said that. Um, so, one of the things that uh, Melissa and Brent want to do is kind of make sure that it's clear and clean, so that uh, while the renovations take place in this uh, in this old warship, that whoever comes to visit won't be uh, won't be confronted by some bad spirits, some bad. Uh, juju juju some bad voice you know there might be some things attached to it from all of the shit that it's seen over the years um because it didn't just see some shit over in vietnam um in fact one of the 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 owners of the boat was murdered by their neighbor um thank you thank you for that that's a dramatic effect there um so you know most importantly we want to Bring the awareness to this uh, USS Lucid so that we can get some people to help donate and uh, help fund this to be more of a um, a museum for everybody to enjoy because this is a big piece of history. That um, It's it's a one-of-a-kind type of ship. Um, so for all you naval enthusiasts, this would be a good thing for you to, to, to look into. But uh, people might, might wonder why SAC Spirit cares. Uh, it's because the history is valuable for all of us and we all forget what our troops do for us. And this kind of thing matters. So we know that this with this intense kind of history, there are very likely voices from the past that may have something to say. So we want to listen and we want to give their memory some honor as well. So it's not all is, it's not all negative.
1: Is it considered a real ghost ship since it, could it be. was missing for so long?
0: It could be. Um, I mean,
1: literally just miss like that's that alone sends a little bit of a shiver up my spine. Like, how does a ship just disappear and then reappear yeah, with might, nobody on it.
0: It might shiver your timbers, <laughs> if you will. Yar. Yes. Um, so just to give you <laughs> a little background on this ship, um, it, it, it was an aggressive class minesweeper acquired by the U.S. Navy for the task of removing naval mines that had been placed in the water to prevent the safe passage of ships.
1: Are naval mines like lint in your belly button? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Uh, That's why I married you. Uh, She was launched soon after the Korean War, sailed on four Western Pacific uh, cruises and served two tours in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Lucid was decommissioned at the end of 1970 and placed in mothballs after only 15 years of service. As the Vietnam War was winding down, there was no longer a need for a large fleet of minesweepers. And she was purchased by civilians and served as a houseboat for 10 years before being sold again and used as a warehouse in the Sacramento Delta. That's just typical of us civilians turning old classic warships into a a, a U-Haul.
1: We're assholes. We are
0: assholes, right?
1: No respect. No respect respect
0: at all. In 2005, Lucid was acquired by a foundation seeking to save a ship of the class, of this class, and is now undergoing restoration as a museum ship by a maritime museum in Stockton. Lucid is the last aggressive class minesweeper afloat in the United States. Um, So when it it was decommissioned, it was decommissioned uh, at the U.S. Naval Shipyard in Long Beach, On the 23rd of December in 1970, after remarks by her last commanding officer, Lieutenant Commander R.C. Wilgenbush of the U.S. Navy, her ensign, Jack and Commissioning Pennant were hauled down. Uh, The watch was secured and the ship was transferred to the U.S. Naval Ship Repair Facility in Long Beach. Uh, Let's see here. So, Lucid was struck from the Navy Navy vessel register on fifteenth of May of nineteen seventy six, and disposed of by the Navy sale on first of November of nineteen seventy six. The scrapyard removed valuable metals and equipment, and the Defense Reutilization and Marketing Service sold her to uh, Mister Kirkpatrick of San Francisco on December thirtieth of nineteen seventy six for forty thousand dollars and two hundred fifty or forty thousand and two hundred fifty dollars. That's a quite the price tag. Not really. Not
1: not at all. very cheap, a right? Very cheap. Price well, for that. it was just
0: skin and bones at that point. Like there was, it they, they took all the valuable stuff out of it, but it's still it's still a floats, shell of itself. I
1: yeah. I mean, we could live yeah. on that.
0: Uh, well, it it was lived on because it was next converted into a houseboat. Uh, Heck Mr. Yeah. Mr. Kirkpatrick and his wife Vicky, and later Dan Keller and his wife Anelli. Lived aboard for several years.
1: and Keller. That. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. That's a weird. Is there is well Helen Keller, but I don't know. Yeah. Ignore me.
0: It's the pseudofed <laughs> <talking>. brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we're both suffering from it. So uh, this might be one of the shortest, shorter episodes of the podcast ever. So just uh. We're we're not up.
1: sorry about that either.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So. The, they were moored in various locations, including Pier 4 at the western end of the Bay Bridge in San Francisco, the Oakland Estuary below Alameda's Park Street Bridge, and a Richmond shipyard. This ended in late 1986, my birth year, when Dean gave up the ship to William Gardner, who towed it up to Bradford Island in the Sacramento Delta, where it sat for years Gardner removed and sold everything of value from the ship, and used it as storage. Building, cutting a hole in the hull on the port on the port side near the waterline to use as a door. On the seventh of September in two thousand four, Gardner was fatally shot by his neighbor. Ooh! How uh, do you
1: have neighbors on a boat?
0: Well, it could have been a, another houseboat next door.
1: I'm just saying. When you think about it, like it just sounds silly, doesn't it?
0: Not really. If no, I mean I ported. get it. I
1: get it. If it's ported, I get it. I'm just saying. How do you have neighbors on a boat?
0: Yeah, especially it, if you are out in the water. You
1: could have, yeah. No, yeah. I don't
0: know. What's the deal with that? Uh, in two thousand five, Gardner's widow donated the ship to the United States Navy veteran Mark Warren, Mike Warren, who served on Lucid as an engine man in the late sixties. Wow! So he got the, the boat back after he had served on it. Oh, that's so sweet! That is sweet. Uh, since late nineteen ninety nine. Warren and his Save and MSO Foundation had had unsuccessfully tried to save an aggressive class Minesweeper as a museum ship as they were being decommissioned and replaced by the new Avenger class. Wow, that sounds cool. Uh, The government refused to give one of the last six MSOs to the public, claiming that it was governmental policy not to donate wooden ships due to the cost and magnitude of the maintenance required for upkeep. Eventually, all six ships were dismantled at a cost to the government in excess of $3.5 million. Wow. Warren and a group of volunteers began the monumental task of restoring Lucid by first removing the tons of junk that had accumulated over the years and then repairing the hole on her inner side. So this thing has been through the ringer, not, yeah. just, not just militarily, but with the civilians it's been lived in it's been used as a storage facility it's just been sitting there in the middle of a, of, a, of a port in either Oakland or San Francisco for you know many years um and it's just filled with junk so you know before it just sat dormant what kind of stuff did this ship see oh, I'm
1: so jealous you get to see this
0: Lucid was acquired by the Stockton Historical Maritime Museum on in uh, November of 2011 She was moved from Bradford Island to her new birth in Stockton, California, at a pier of the former Naval Reserve Center on Monte Diablo Avenue. I got through that one just fine. (laughs) On the uh, 15th of March in 2012, the USS Lucid was dedicated at a ribbon-cutting ceremony presented by the Stockton Historical Maritime Museum and the San Joaquin Building Futures Academy. Lucid is currently located at the Building Futures Academy site where students participate, in the restoration of the ship, once restored, the ship will be open for public for tours and special events, and will be moved to the historical shipyard area near Weber Point in Stockton. So that's where we are. Well, oh,
1: it's it's like their version of um of like the car what is it shop in like high school.
0: Oh yeah, like uh, like auto shop.
1: Auto shop. Thank you. I don't know why <laughs> I couldn't
0: with <believe> <laughs> a four-letter word where they work on cars.
1: Like it's three letters or less for me today. <laughs>
0: yeah so um that obviously is where we're we're at today um excuse me a little flemmy. um so part of the part of the reason why we're going out there is to uh bring even more awareness um now that it's been sitting in 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 the uh the port of Stockton and with the uh the historical maritime museum down there they they've obviously breathed, breathed new life into it and uh we're hoping to get the maggot army and the prod squad behind us to hopefully help, uh, spread the word and get, get people to, uh, join along in the, in the journey of getting this thing, the recognition that it deserves. Um, it's pretty cool. So, you know, a- along with the, the military recognition and everything that it did as a service to our country, we're also going to to try to find out what kind of paranormal experiences we can dig up through it as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to be, uh, at the end of this week. Um, so, on let's see, what's what a what date will this next episode air? Let me pull up my handy dandy calendar. So on April 2nd, we will uh mm. we'll drop the episode of the actual investigation of the USS Lucid. Oh, and if you wanna look into it and and uh try to follow along with with what they're doing, they do have a Facebook page. If you just search for USS Lucid, that's L-U-C-I-D. Um they they have their own page up there on on Facebook. There's a little donate button. You can like. There's some videos and stuff on there. Really information, a lot of information up there about uh, where they're at right now in the restoration process. In fact, they got some videos of them uh, refurnishing and and kind of trying to uh, replicate how it looked back in the '70s when it was um, working in the uh, in in the navy. So. Yeah. Ah, uh, pretty cool stuff there. So Speedo, Speedo. I'm looking forward to it. And this I'm actually pretty nervous because I've I've kind of known what to expect when it comes to these paranormal investigations since they, they've been coming to our pl- our places. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have a little bit of experience with Sure. That
0: now. Like the studio, you know, I, I was expecting something to be found. Um and it was just nice to get that validation at, at our house. It was the same thing. Like I, I knew there was something something hanging out and uh, and it was nice to get the validation there, but here, maybe
1: I didn't realize it at home because it's always hanging out for me.
0: Yeah. It, you know
1: what I mean? Like it's always been there. It's, it's been over a decade now. So
0: yeah. And I think that, I think that, uh but going into a, a foreign place like this, uh, at least foreign to, to us, you know, yeah. foreign to me. No, that's
1: exciting. I'm jealous.
0: Um, it's going to be like, it's going to be something else. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully get some good stuff on audio.
1: Can we I don't know if we've done this, can we give a little update since we've had the investigation here at the studio?
0: What kind of update?
1: The noise, the door? Yeah, what about it? It stopped. Oh, really? Once we reco- like we acknowledged it, we talked about it, it actually has not happened since that investigation.
0: Are you kidding? I no, didn't notice that.
1: I know. Most people, because you almost never heard it.
0: No, that's true. It was
1: like, you just, you just like tuned it out for whatever reason.
0: And I have been here, um, after hours, a lot lately a lot too. over the last yeah. couple of weeks. So, and you haven't uh, I heard would, it. You haven't, I would have heard something. Yeah. Really Don, crazy. Don
1: and I, it took me, and it's funny. It's one of those things where it wasn't like an obvious change because I'm not necessarily here all the time, but when I am here, it's, mm-hmm. it's in the after hours most yeah. of the time. And it's like. It's not during the show. It, it's, it's when it's quiet and you can hear everything going on. And it would happen all the time. It could, sometimes it would happen every couple of minutes. And yeah. now it hasn't. And so it just was, now that it's gone, it wasn't so much, oh, it finally stopped. It was like, hey, wait a minute. So I checked hmm. in with Dawn and she's here even more than I am. Mm-hmm. And she said the same thing. She went, oh, my God, I didn't even realize it. I haven't heard it since that entire situation.
0: That's a trip. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it just isn't here. It's not screwing with the door anymore anyway.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I haven't experienced anything else since, you know, like I said, I've been in, I've been in the the studio after hours working on stuff um, a lot lately and I haven't experienced anything. Yeah. But I might have been so busy that I just kind of tuned it out, too, because I'm, I'm kind of desensitized to yeah, activity. No, whatever
1: reason you desensitized to it here, I think because you totally wrote it off as even a possibility because uh, it's a new building. Yeah. Maybe. New-ish building. I mean, it's 10 years old.
0: Yeah. And there's another thing that's been going on, though, a lot at our house. I've been I've been hearing a lot of different things. I've been feeling yeah. a lot of temperature changes. Um, There's there's something definitely smells. going on. We've
1: been having. I, weird I've smells. I've had the smells that have been bugging me.
0: Yeah, and it's, it, it's 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 fleeting. It's not like our animals are passing gas. It's not like no. It's not like a bad breath. Whiff. You know, when,
1: you know when you drive through like the country or something, and you drive past a dead animal. Yes. Or like you drive past a creek, and you're like, oh, something died.
0: Or yeah, it's just it's just yeah. hot and wet.
1: That that or that like weird, just like that kind of weird rotting something kind of smell. Me. Yeah, no, you remember when the last time it happened, I was like, what is that smell? And you're like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. And you just asked, did something die? And all I could say was, yeah, like, that's what it smells like.
0: Uh-oh. And then it
1: went away. We had oh, candles shit. burning. The dogs weren't farting.
0: Yeah,
1: it was weird. Oh, and it didn't. God. It wasn't like warm. It wasn't like a dog fart. Like, ooh, it's warm in the nostrils. <laughs> like, it was just like weird. And it was. Mm. Oh, I was the only one. Smell. And then we're sitting on the couch. Not a day later, and you're like, did you feel that cold rush? No, I didn't feel it. You felt it. Yeah, it wasn't like,
0: and we've had heaters on because it's been kind of cold in the region lately, and uh, there was no heater kicking on or off. There was no fans on or anything, but it felt like a rush of of cold. Yeah. It just brushed it's over It's like
1: me. a wall of cold air just yeah. brushed over him.
0: I, I know that what Melissa from Sac Spirit said was pretty much true to both of us, that we're basically beacons. To this kind of stuff, yeah. and we kind of we're welcome more open enough to like allow it all in. Yeah. It's just a matter of us setting more boundaries. We don't smudge our house nearly as much as we probably should.
1: Nothing's felt negative.
0: Not at all. It's, it's just, been, just there. But... It's just been. It's just been noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, uh so, so Speaking of the mumbo jumbo, I got this uh, email from Zachary quite a while ago, Um, but I, I didn't want to get to it until we actually did some more research into it. So um this is from Zach. He says. I've been listening to the show since the beginning of The Rad Show, and I now live in Cincinnati, Ohio. But listen via your podcast updates every single day. Well, thank you for listening, Zachary. Appreciate you in Ohio. I was listening to one of the podcasts last week's, uh, or the one before, doesn't matter. um, And you mentioned the Mysterious Universe podcast. Now, uh, just pause real quick. Mysterious Universe is a podcast hosted by a couple of Australian guys. Mhm. And uh Haley was the one who actually introduced me to the to this podcast. Um she was it started out where you were just turned on by a couple of Australian dudes talking nerdy, right? I
1: wasn't turned on. They were talking about um just this kind of weird paranormal stuff.
0: Alien abductions, but conspiracy theories, Bigfoot, all over um, the board and yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, right?
1: Indigo children and all of these these conspiracy theories and crypt. So it got me into it is because I'm um I'm a fan of cryptozoology, which is the study of unknown animals. Um, For example, Bigfoot falls into that category of a cryptid or Mm -hmm. um, the also animals that have gone extinct, but are believed to still have stragglers behind or haven't been confirmed. So the panda bear was a cryptid, I believe, until it was it, it was finally captured and like a live one was brought. It was like 1920-something before the it was. Panda the was? panda was? The panda, the platypus, all of these animals that like we've gone out and like explored for. It's just
0: ones that we're not familiar with until we've become familiar with.
1: The them. study of unknown animals. Right? They not could it. be paranormal. They could be real. What, what cryptozoology does is it studies, okay, well, is there an environment? Is there this? Is there a DNA? Can we bring back a live one? Blah, blah, blah. So obviously Bigfoot's the... The big one there. Right. But it got me interested because they were talking about that stuff. And then it just like went into even more. And I got hooked. <laughs> so I've been listening to them for four years, four or five years now. And I finally got Brandon hooked on it. Yeah,
0: that's excellent. Yeah, they yeah, I was not really a big podcaster, to be honest, because uh-huh. working in radio... Last thing I really want to do is go listen to a bunch of people talk all the time.
1: I'm not a big podcaster either. I am very, very selective about which ones I listen to.
0: And I think that always has to do with, you know, what piques your interest enough to mm-hmm. to keep you going back for more. Because, I like, I'll listen to Joe Rogan for uh, for the most part. But there are some days where it's like, okay, I'm tired of listening to you talk talk about DMT. I'm, I'm tired mm-hmm. of to listening to, listen to you talk about... You know MMA and you know conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong; I I think he's an amazing comedian, amazing podcaster. Uh, I really look up to him Mm -hmm. as a human being because of his work ethic. Um, But at the same time, it's like okay, I I I got enough. Yeah, I need a break. And
1: and for those who haven't listened to to Mu or Muni as we
0: mysterious muni heads yeah <laughs>
1: um it, it's it's very objective in a lot of ways they don't necessarily come in and believe just about everything they make jokes about it true. They, 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 they are
0: skeptical very to a point
1: they bring a levity to it yeah they, they bring a lot of skepticism and and you know logical thinking critical thinking that kind of stuff that which i think is missing in a lot of ways is true. critical thinking
0: and i think that that's i think that's necessary in order to have the conversation because yeah. you can easily just be like oh my god bigfoot exists and then in the conversation, everybody agrees. Well,
1: there's so many different theories on Bigfoot. Uh, you know, the 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 common one is that we just haven't seen him yet. Yeah. And and but they ask why, you know. And one of their one of the popular theories, and one of the the some a lot of the stories that are out there on it, is that people have seen what look like parts of Bigfoot's running. Like they'll see like a half of a Bigfoot, like their bottom. And so what they think is that. Um, maybe Bigfoot's not really native to the U.S., or rather that they vibrate in and out of our frequency. So, like, we can't see them all the time, but they're mm. there.
0: Parallel universe type of idea? Kind
1: of, more like they vibrate on a different spectrum than us.
0: Because mm. we can um, only see on a very yeah, finite spectrum. Think of Wookiees. spectrum.
1: Yeah, think of Wookiees mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, they're here, and they're studying us, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Interesting. And we've seen them. Right. I know. So that's one of those theories that, like, they go down all these different avenues of, like, well, maybe this is, explains why we have tracks and fur and calls and DNA, but we don't have a body. Right. You know, because we can't catch a body. Because maybe when we do, poof. <laughs>
0: And, may, and this is all the kind of stuff that they discuss on Mysterious Universe yeah. if you want to want to check it out. It's really, really quite good they and ch- compelling.
1: It follows a lot of the same um, outline as like your guys' show in the morning, the morning show. It's it's That's true. It, they, have, they even have some of the same jokes. I mean, they, they do the ISIS joke.
0: They're pretty entertaining. Who, who hates ISIS? Yeah.
1: Who hates dogs? Who hates Who, the, who hates or, whatever? It's ISIS. ISIS. Yeah, it's pretty great. They, they, they have, probably
0: stole it from us.
1: Probably. <coughs> <laughs> ah, excuse me. See, there it is.
0: God, it's phlegmy. Um, So back to Zach's email, who's talking about Mysterious Universe, brought it up. Mm. He says, when I got caught up uh, with the rad show, I now switch over to the uh, Mysterious Universe. Good boy. I just wanted to know if you are caught up and if you have had a chance to watch the hellier five-episode documentary yet. And if so, what are your opinions on it? Uh, Do you believe it? Is it all poppycock? I definitely have my own opinions, but I kind of want to get your opinion on the matter. Thank you, Zach. Um, So quick. Quick overview. Uh, There's a place called Hellier in Kentucky where um, a couple of paranormal investigators who are featured on Mysterious Universe uh, quite a bit. um, They're actually a a team of people that run a paranormal museum.
1: Paramuseum.com. They have a website. You can't see all of their stuff. That's kind of how they make their revenue is. You can go look at some of their artifacts and whatnot, but you sort of have to pay for a membership to get full access to their site.
0: They're kind of like the uh, the Warrens where they collect like the new Warrens. Yeah, they yeah. kind of they kind of collect the occult type mm-hmm. of items, the things that are haunted, the things that have things attached to it. Um the Paramuseum.com is really cool to check out if uh if you haven't yet, but the, the it follows Greg Newkirk and Dana Matthews um, and their friends who um, did this documentary out in Hellier. And, and what they what drew them to it was a lot of uh, coincidences and synchronicities that led them to believe that there was some stuff drawing them there. Um, and a little bit more background about Hellier is that it's a very small rural town in Kentucky. Um, mining
1: town. Very right? few
0: people. It is mining towns yeah. because it actually lives in. Um, In fact, there's a a vast array of of mine shafts and tunnels and cave systems. Cave
1: systems underneath the Appalachians.
0: Yeah, and they run for miles Miles, miles, across
1: the entire state
0: and across the entire country. Further, but like no, it goes beyond specifically
1: in Kentucky in this one area.
0: It's almost like a hub. It is for these mine shafts. It's like a major
1: hub. So, uh, they. Basically, they get this email, and it's kind of speaking in this code. And simply because of their their knowledge in this subject, it, it sparks them to think of this one thing. Now, they'd been wanting to get there for a long time, but they just couldn't make it work for whatever reason. Um, finally, they get—I mean, this is a very, very small, paranoid kind of town. Like, there's no cell service. Um, they did, like, a scouting mission one time, and then they had to come back— But uh,
0: it's believed that there was a UFO activity. That's just it. Plenty of years, like a lot. uh,
1: Like three years ago.
0: No, more than that. Well, yeah. Like probably 1950s. That's right. Earlier on in the the mid 19th, uh, 20th century. And
1: then things started showing up.
0: Yeah. Like little goblin people. They were leaving. They were leaving little uh, two toed -toed. footprint. Three toed.
1: Three, Three toed footprints that were only about. I think like 4 or 5 inches across or something like or maybe yeah. it was a little bit bigger Small. but it was it was not anything anybody had ever seen it and didn't look
0: like an animal and in fact they actually had ridges like dermal the palm of ridges our hand. yeah
1: yeah dermal so dermal ridges are are pretty tough to um to fake right. especially in something like that simply because we don't have an example of a three-toed animal dermal like imagine an elephant with a really small foot and three right. toes or, or or an
0: orangutan yeah, or a like, human even when you
1: look at your hand you see those ridges so in order now they talk about this but i have seen a documentary on bigfoot where somebody faked dermal ridges
0: Well, it's easy to do if you have a plaster or whatever and you can create a footprint.
1: I don't remember how they did it, but they managed to, they basically did like a human footprint, dermal ridges and all, and they expanded the actual like mold, like they made it bigger. I don't remember how they did it, Mm. but it was, I don't know if it was a stretching process, like the silicone mold, that kind of thing. Then they made another big mold where they could stamp it in. And so, but it was an example of how you could possibly fake them, right? but it didn't match up quite as nice and it wasn't the same kind of dermal ridging they were seeing in the book footprints so that was a big indicator that something was very something was here be it animal or alien something was there Mm -hmm. and in two different parts of the state across from each other they were seeing two different types of these creatures and they're they're like three or four feet tall they're bald kind of grayish Mm -hmm. like
0: and this is all hearsay um by locals that live in an old yokel mining town which one stop sign nobody takes people like that seriously when stuff like this happens in these small rural towns of course word spreads people know about it but nobody takes them seriously nobody really talks about it um and then in, in the last 20 15 20 years there was an actual UFO sighting. I was in
1: like the last three or four years. And
0: it got buried in the news.
1: Yeah. And it was it was hovering over this for town for like three hours. And it just and a beam of light was and so what is believed is that the the little dudes were aliens mm-hmm. that got stuck or were dropped off. We don't know. Yep. Like it's possible they crashed. I don't know. I think it might might have started with like a what seemed like a crash right. back in the and then all of a sudden 40, 50 years later, this other UFO shows up and it just hovers there. There's video of it. You can Google it. It's right. I mean, we looked at it. It was it was insane. I'm standing there going, how 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 was this not acknowledged?
0: Yeah. And then when the documentary folks went to talk to the actual newspaper that published that article mm-hmm. and talk to the guy who witnessed it firsthand. Video proof. Um they, they have no idea. Like, they, they deny it. They, they, yep. they completely um, disregard it as as uh, folklore and that it didn't happen, yep. um, which is fascinating because the, the evidence lives out there. But of course, now, in retrospect, people are going to be like, well, it's doctored that CGI or anything. It doesn't so, look
1: like it either. And um, they're not clever enough. Well, that's not fair to say. Yeah. I'm just simply saying that these people didn't. Fe- I mean, they don't have anything to benefit from it. Right. They don't want people in their town. That's probably a lot of the reason why they they'll suddenly deny it. Is they realize it's getting attention. And they're like, no, 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 stay away.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot. There was kind of a murder mountain type feel to the documentary. A little because bit because a lot of the locals were like, you know, you better be careful who you, who you trust around yeah. here. I might send be you, careful you. talk to. Yeah, and a lot of that is is probably true. Like they'll take advantage of outsiders, take them out in the middle of nowhere, rob them, kill them, whatever. Um, this kind of stuff happens in small towns. That's all, all just place.
1: speculation. Yeah, but uh, allegedly. So anyway, we so we watched all of the documentary, which was, is five episodes.
0: It was long. I'm I'm gonna be honest. You don't need to make a a, a documentary this long. Like if you so th- <laughs> there's some things that could be left on the editing floor. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. There's some things where you could like cut to the chase. They drew they 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 drew out a lot of stuff that was probably meant more to them personally than it did to the viewer. So they 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 let things drag for a really long time when they could have just summed it up a lot quicker
1: or used their brains a little bit harder. The the IP address thing.
0: Okay, well, we don't need to get into that. All but I'm
1: saying is the IP
0: tracking on certain emails that they were leading that were leading them to certain places could have been handled a lot more
1: a uh, lot faster intelligently, like when it first happened. Now some of it. That's been like some of the emails and things like that are weird. And the more they researched them, the more that they handed over the research to their team, Mm -hmm. the more information that got returned, the more it made sense because the emails didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And then it but I can see where the suspicion grew and where the interest grew. I can't imagine Brandon and I not being like, Melissa, Brent, let's go. If if we got emails like this, This team is a newbie team when it comes to making documentary videos like this.
0: It was very well done. It was for it the was most shot part.
1: well. The audio, I mean, it was all right. The audio could have been better in some parts. Yeah. I, and that's just getting nitpicky.
0: Totally. And, and to Zach's question, he's like, do you believe it? Is it all poppycock? Um, he has his own opinions, but wants to get our opinion on the matter. So aside from our nitpickiness on the production angle and all of that, I believe that something happened there.
1: Well, but Mothman I'd, came up a lot, a lot, and that makes me wonder if it's not a presence but an energy.
0: It could be, especially when they went into the, one of the caves it's and they the actually end. did a uh, um, an investigation mm-hmm. technique where they actually um, they they do the spirit box thing, which is what they've done with Sack Spirit has done in the past, um, and they 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 it's experience a, some sort of uh, a sensory deprivation, deprivation type of process. Yeah. Um, that I might bring up on Friday. I, I might see if they want to do something like that where they channel something through sensory uh, deprivation. Can I make a
1: suggestion? What? Practice that before you go full on into the field with a psychic.
0: I'll bring it up with Melissa before I'm we go. I'm simply saying... Yeah. But that sounds like something cool to try.
1: It's, it's one of those sort of techniques and sciences that's still trying to be understood. Yeah. So people use it. So you put the...
0: You put uh, golf balls, golf balls over your or eyes, ping pong balls you over your half. eyes, basically eye eye patch in and and uh, white noise in the headphones, so you're completely deprived of the senses.
1: I've se- and I've seen it done with a red light in front of you. Yeah, like there's, various there, there's very te- there's different. So they're they're using a technique that I would not call based in a whole lot of science, but it's supposed to channel just um, like freeform thought and like allow for images to come through. Now, granted, they did it twice. They did it once before, and then when they got to the, the place...
0: It's called the Estes, Estes method. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, if you want to look into it. Sorry,
1: I'm a little sniffly.
0: Oh, it's, I, We already preempted this all with the fact that we have the ick and that uh, we're, we're, we're barely getting oh, through this. Hopefully, this is deep. still entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll wrap it up here real quick, um, Zach. The, we want to believe... <laughs>
1: you know, hashtag X Files. I know,
0: right? <laughs> I, I
1: want to believe. I do. I want to. I want to believe.
0: I watch all of these things with a very open mind, but I also look at it from a very critical point of view because we can easily get sucked into something and make it make it uh, a personal vendetta to make it so to make it true, um, and w- we can get stuck into that wormhole where you you decide, well, I know that this paranormal entity exists, so I'm going to do everything in my power to make it happen and make it so um so i don't know how much of that was going on because everybody took it so personally in that documentary that um it almost became a vendetta to get the truth out there um but i do think something happened there i I think that there's absolutely some type of energy or activity that's going on but i don't think that it's as groundbreaking and and uh uh, revolutionary as, as a, a lot of the do- documentary tries to portray so yeah, if you want to think- check it out it's on youtube it's for, it's it's for free um a company called weird hq put it out um and it's called hellier h e l l i e r um yeah. and if you've got the time to spare it is long but it is pretty entertaining
1: yeah i mean it's it's cool if you want to learn a little bit more about um dana and uh what's what's his face yeah uh what's his name I don't know why it yeah, escapes me, me.
0: Uh what?
1: I said I don't know why his name escapes me. I uh, can remember Dana but I can't remember.
0: Uh Greg and Greg. Dana Newkirk. Oh,
1: they're yeah. married.
0: Yeah, they're very interesting people. They're, They've been through quite a bit.
1: They yeah, for a long time. They um if you want to go back and listen to their their other episode where they were on talking about like Billy the um Billy the, the Idol. Idol. <laughs> Which is funny. It's 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 freaky and it's funny, but they've had a lot of very intimate um, experiences with the paranormal. Yeah, th- that are documented. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the crone, the crone is a really cool story about the 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 witch.
0: Yeah, um, which they, they had, had, to, f- had to put it back.
1: They did. Yeah. They or because
0: it was it, too too. Uh, she
1: didn't want to be disturbed. Malicious. Yeah, yeah. She was dug <laughs> up. She didn't want to be disturbed, and but. Um, you know, it's just, if you want to get a taste for what they've, they've done and had and, and gone through, then go back. I think it's last season, um, of, of Mysterious Universe being, uh, I want to say season 20. It could be 20 or 19. I don't recall. Um. It was a great episode. It was an absolutely great episode. So
0: good stuff. I mean Mysterious Universe is, is pretty pretty consistent with some yeah, good episodes. So
1: it, I'm never really disappointed.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Paramuseum episode that they did with uh, the New Kirks is really good. So. It's great. Check it out. Um so moving on with more entertainment stuff. Molly sent us an email saying, Have you seen, heard about Shazam? Not the app, the movie. Yes. You know, Shazam is the yes. music app where you can identify songs. I'm fully
1: aware. Shazam.
0: Is a new DC movie that stars Zachary Levi, who was also in Chuck Entangled. Um and it's not Kazam. <laughs> I don't think the I've Shaq seen. Genie movie from the nineties. So don't look at that one. It's Shazam.
1: Not Kazam.
0: Nope, not Kazam. Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Basically, it's the movie uh big with superheroes. Anyway, it comes out next weekend, April 5th, but they had early screenings this weekend. I saw it, and it is awesome. I wasn't sure what to think when I went in and it was a little conflicted since I love Zach Levi so much, but DC movies have pretty much been garbage except for Wonder Woman and Aquaman. But this movie be so great. I could agree
1: more. I could not agree more.
0: Yeah. All the all the Batman versus Superman garbage. I, terrible. Man it, of Steel, dumb.
1: Even even the like the, the Wonder Woman. Like it's it's okay. Wonder Woman was not bad. She was definitely one of the better ones of Absolutely. all the DC movies, but I've yet to be truly, truly impressed with the DC movie.
0: Uh Molly says that she highly recommends seeing it when it comes out. And I think Rob and Dawn would like it too. It's got lots of heart, lots of laughs, really fun superhero action. A foster family subplot. Uh, did I say faster? No. A foster family subplot.
1: You said it right. Okay,
0: thank you. <laughs> that Sudafed is really killing me right now. Mm. Um, and a little wish fulfillment for anyone who's ever wanted superpowers but would have no idea what to do with them.
1: It sounds like um, Big Meets Shazam.
0: Yeah. If um, I'm not mistaken. Well, it's, uh, I know that the the main character, the kid, isn't that doesn't necessarily I don't know if he wishes for the superpowers but some like it somehow, person yeah. bestows them on and him and he becomes
1: like an adult yeah. like when he's I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah. Uh Molly goes on to say I have no affiliation with this movie just a fan who wants others to enjoy it as much as I did. I am looking forward to it. Um Molly, but I haven't uh I don't think I'm going to be able to get to check it out until it does come out but to to something that Haley and I were talking about before we started the podcast series we haven't really been to the movies too often lately. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all the good stuff has been coming out on streaming services. Um, like the, all the Netflix films we've been watching lately. Yeah, or and, and series. Timing
1: confliction. Timing. Like, and
0: also there just really hasn't been anything that, that has caught us. But there's a couple movies that you've been wanting to see.
1: Yeah, like Fantastic Beasts. and The, the crimes sequ- the sequel. of Grindelwald. Yeah. Like I, I was bummed I didn't get to go see that. But at the same time, we've been really busy. We've been really tired. Like the last six months, we've been, you know, five months. We we've, yeah. we've had a puppy that we've had to consider, and like, yeah. you know, we're we've changed. We've done some lifestyle change stuff that has kind of impacted what we do during the day and how we do things. So
0: I am looking forward to seeing Shazam, though. I think it looks funny and a little bit more lighthearted. It's kind of on the same vein of Ant Man in the Marvel universe, where it's it kind of edges more towards comedy and action yeah. than it does or like towards, Deadpool. yeah, yeah. It's, it's they're clearly. Taking some of these superheroes down that road where they can be a little more mass appeal and get a wider audience by by edging towards that comedy side rather than you being all love edging. Don't oh, I, I do love to edge. <laughs> There's so much truth to that. Uh, but there is a, a show that I have been watching on uh, Showtime. It's a new. It's, it's not really a new series. It's been out for a bit. Um, but Ben Stiller directed it. It's a seven part uh, episode, uh, seven part series called Escape. At Danamora,
1: Den- is it Danamora?
0: Or yeah, I believe it's Danamora. It's, they, they it's a very strange it. word. They haven't said it in the show yet, so I mean, and I haven't no. heard it. Uh, I've heard it said Denamora, but because it, it, it's 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 a it's a true story. Yeah, it's about the two inmates at the uh, the Danamora prison in where is that?
1: It's recent too.
0: 2015. Yeah, right? this, I remember, this just happened. I remember working the morning show and watching this go down on the news when they finally revealed that the two inmates were loose and that somebody within the prison helped them get out. Um, And it's got great actors in it. Um, Let's see. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette plays one of the the, the workers at the... the prison that helps
1: she's a lead to, the, main to the guy's
0: escape which she, she she's been doing this like playing a I role of a of a true life character because she's yeah. also in that movie she's the always, act she's mom. almost
1: always played a true life character
0: yeah so um she's not only in this escape of dana mora but the more recent show yeah. that she's in is on hulu it's a, another series called the act where it's the mom who's lying about the cancer that her daughter has well, and it's, she's, not, it's not it's
1: like is it cancer it was it's like a she convinced her like basically has convinced her daughter and the doctors that her daughter has this um terminal illness and, she, and, like, and she's
0: using it and to get she's keeping attention her sick and get to get money and and you know it's it's this really skeevy the uh, girl figures skeevy. it
1: out and kills her mom
0: spoiler alert
1: it's out I there. I didn't know that. I told you that. No, you didn't. I did. I read you the whole story.
0: So back to Escape of Dana Mora. Um It is directed by Ben Stiller. It's got Benicio Del Toro, Patricia Arquette, Paul Dano, Bonnie Hunt, Eric Lane, and De- David Morse, uh, most notably. And it's it's an excellent series so far. We're only halfway through it, but it is so good.
1: I love Benicio Del Toro. Me too. I, oh he's a great God. actor. I there's something about him that's like both dirty and sexy.
0: Yeah. Well, like it, yeah. What? I get it. It's dark. What? It's this Is dark, it? mysterious God. look that he's got, and he was also he in, does uh, he has
1: that look. He does that thing with his eyes. Yeah, like you kind of do something similar. to that's what turns me on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, he
0: he um he's been in a lot of great films in his later career. He was in great films earlier on his career. No, but, I
1: loved it, but now that um, he's gotten older too, yeah, he's
0: gotten better with he's age. Gotten
1: he's gotten rougher around the edges a little bit. He's yeah. kind of got sort of like a Clint Eastwood. But darker.
0: Yeah. He's uh he's really good in those Sicario movies.
1: Oh, we just finished watching we just finally got to watch Sicario the second one.
0: Day of the Sodaldo. Oh so, Holy Solado. Shit. Isn't Solda- it? Sodaldo S- 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 Solidado. Sold? I don't know. <laughs> But it's a second, it's a second Sicario movie, and it is just brutal military action. It's such a good movie. Um, but we we haven't finished yet. The so uh, I was wrong,
1: Soldado. Escape
0: at Danamora. I don't know if they escape or if they get caught. So please don't spoil it for me. if I don't you've seen this Episode. I haven't. Yet, I haven't.
1: Even though I just <laughs> talked
0: about the fact that we saw this on the news. I haven't cheated
1: on you. You know that. You know I'm how not, this ends.
0: I'm not telling you to not ruin it for me. I'm telling the audience. I don't want them to spoil it for okay. me. All right, so um, since we're, we're basically um, sick and, and we're, we're on our uh, last leg here, I thought that we'd we'd end the podcast on a salacious note. Um, last week on the podcast, I know, or not on the podcast, but on the the regular morning show, I don't know if you heard this part, but there was a, a letter writer who had found an acquaintance um, who was featured in a pornographic video. On, oh, on porno, this is a Dr. Rob. I think this was a Dr. Rob letter. Yeah. And he was wondering what he should do. Should he talk to the the person that he found, even though they're just acquaintances and they talk on Facebook just a little bit? Nope. Um, so, <laughs> so your opinion is you don't tell them. I can that say you found from them?
1: experience, no.
0: Why? Why? Why can you say uh, that? Because
1: I had this happen to me. Really? Because I was I was camming.
0: You were a I, cam I was, model. I was a
1: cam model. I was doing sex shows online.
0: What is? Do any of these videos still exist?
1: Uh, I haven't been able to find them.
0: But they are out there? But they
1: they they were for a long time. Um uh, I got paid to do a specific type of video. I'm not gonna repeat what it was. Um uh, why not? Uh because it well, it was kind of boring. Okay. Like, it wasn't for me, it was just kind of boring. Gotcha. I mean to, to
0: you. It was like tame and just didn't do anything. He wanted for me you? to use a beer bottle. What?
1: He wanted me to use a beer bottle, like that to was to pleasure it. yourself? Yeah, like that was it. That was it. That was it. And I that, was like, that that, that's it. Okay, like, that's all you want? I mean, for, for that much money, okay. I mean, whatever the fuck you want. Now I get it. Um, they're, they're not supposed to be able to record that stuff, but sometimes they figure it out. Uh, So I was contacted. Now, I'm out there. I'm selling myself. Mm-hmm. I Like, the videos are out there. They don't end up on these sites, even Pornhub, that kind of stuff, without a little bit more investigative work. Right. Like, there's a little bit more to it, like what I think you sort of touched on. Totally. So... <clears throat> It's, it's an acquaintance. It's not like your sister. It's not your cousin, that kind of thing. Um, just leave it alone. I agree. Just I, fucking leave it alone. Like,
0: I, I, I th- thought so too. I, but you know, there was that, the, the argument for what if this was uploaded by a disgruntled ex and the person who was featured in the video, the, the girl who was being filmed doing certain sex act from like a POV she angle. She knew she was being filmed. But did she know that well, it was going to be uploaded to the net for everybody to enjoy?
1: All I'm saying is plausible deniability is a powerful tool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and, so, I, and, and I think and that.
1: I didn't want to be contacted. I didn't want to be told by who found it. Right. Like it was uncomfortable for me. It wasn't a family member. It was actually an ex-boyfriend. But and, did you
0: just brush it off like, oh, well, you know what? It's just.
1: Well, I thought it was creepy. Okay. I thought it was creepy because I don't care how you approach it. Mine was an ex-boyfriend and we hadn't spoken in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I get a message on Facebook saying, hey, guess what? I found a video of you doing something. Mm -hmm. Obviously he knew who I was. It was an ex-boyfriend, but I didn't want to know. And I didn't need to know he was looking for it either. True. So it made me uncomfortable. All right. Like... It's just one of those things. I don't ever want to know that you've watched my fucking porn video. If you have and you enjoyed it, good for you.
0: Just like the video and move on. Bingo. Yeah. So I did mention that we may or may not have videos circulating the internet. And, yeah. And it led to uh, somebody actually emailing the show and asking me what our channel was. Because Pornhub <laughs> has channels for yeah. the community. and Channel's for-
1: been closed for a long time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we don't have a channel. No. I have a profile, but it's not like I can share posts. I'm
1: not going to. <laughs> my
0: videos. And so that pretty much rules out my idea of us making videos to 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 t- uh, share with the masses. I
1: wouldn't mind doing some good videos. You've got a really good one on, uh, uh, on, on, on my your phone. phone no, I know. I, I didn't remember you taking. Like now I feel look back, I'm like, oh, okay. But I didn't remember you going as far as you did with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um.
0: It was it's a pretty a, good video. It's a really
1: good video. It's tasteful. It's very, I and for me being as self-conscious as I am, it looked really good. I was like, oh, okay, no, I approve. Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: yeah. rare. So maybe if we did it anonymously somehow and we didn't necessarily have like n- notable features like tattoos and, and things be, showing. There would be
1: a lot of uh, prep work yeah. there that to be goes a lot into, of work. Like, there, like there would have to be a wig. There would have to be Ooh. some tattoo cover up. Oh, yeah. This
0: sounds fun. I think we can have some fun with this.
1: We could. Yeah. We certainly could. But
0: do we have the time? Probably no. not. Um so uh, on that on the heels of that, I got an email from Hannah um, who says, My future husband and I love to watch porn together. Hello. Warning, we are into very kinky shit, and we both hope this will influence others to experiment more. I promise you'll never feel closer to your partner after watching reenacting these videos. Rob and Brandon, I, a twenty-four-year-old female, am a longtime listener, and as I am aware, you both watch Pornhub. Would highly recommend the channel. Let me see if I can say this right. Sexta septima, s e x t a.
1: Sexta septima.
0: Oh, sexta septima. Perfect. Especially to you, Mister and Missus Brandon. This channel is my absolute fave for experiment- experimenting with new and kinky shit, and turns me and my lover on to no end. Actually, Mister and Missus Brandon first turned the both of us on to water play that's the uh the act of uh
1: Yeah, I know what it
0: is. Yeah, the uh, going number 1 and I know
1: exactly what
0: it are is. Are you sure? Yeah. We've done that before, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we did talk about <laughs> it a little bit. Um so um we're absolutely obsessed with it now. Holy shit, it's so extremely hot and, and and intimate that I just had to share perfectly dirty how perfectly dirty this channel is with my favorite radio sex fiends. Have fun. Um so she I looked it up. And while it does have a lot of like you know water sports included, it's it's not necessarily uh, it's a niche activity that this channel is into.
1: Very niche, and It's it's
0: one thing. It really is. It's it's just it's it's pretty brutal, anal, brutal face fucking, and lots of piss.
1: So that's cool that that's what you're into. We are not
0: not necessarily. Some of the stuff that they do, but it's not like the stuff we seek out to watch. No, right? not at all. Right. And it, there's there's some things that they're doing where we like to incorporate in other variations of, of sex acts that we like to look out for or actually participate in. But when it comes to like just straight anal and brutal, brutal piss videos, like that's that's kind of a little bit, I don't want to say it's too extreme. It's, it's just, it's, it's just not, not our cup of tea. Not at all. It's not our cup of piss. Um <laughs> So it, it, it's definitely for the acquired taste. Yeah, I um, have a
1: hard time watching women get kind of brutally fucked. Me too. In general, like I, I'm sure it can be fun for some people, but like that makes me just kind of want to punch the guy in the fucking balls. Yeah, and and
0: it's like it, the degrading. It's part too to degrading. It, it, yeah, I think that, they, that we like to kind of skate that line of like rough but playful. I like the intimate. But I uh, like the addition of a a
1: pain aspect a little bit. I'll like the slap on the face from time to time and a little bit of a choke and like I love a good ass slap.
0: Yeah. But we like to make a Wilson on the butt.
1: Yeah, Wilson. (laughs) Give me a Wilson. That's right. Um I I just I can't I can't take the, the degradation. I can't I it does not turn me on to watch a a girl be pissed on in a degrading way and somebody enjoy it like it's not yeah. cool I sex for me is not about one person getting their fucking rocks off it's about both people having maybe she is maybe no. she that's her fucking thing but maybe and at that's the fine. root of it but at the root of it it's a really aggressive way to have sex it really and is it's just such a turn off
0: well Hannah though I, I, I appreciate you thinking about us and, and sharing what you're I'm not to do. sure
1: what you think about us <laughs>
0: <laughs> hopefully we don't disappoint you <laughs> uh but you know we're, we're always open and willing to, to discuss what we're into and and if you want to share more of what uh what, like channels that you watch or whatever we're always open to looking into it yeah um and i think that's going to wrap it up we need to go to the sick bay and we medicate. need to sleep we need to sleep we need to we haven't hydrate eaten since we need yesterday to, we need to eat there's a lot of things that we need to do to take care of ourselves
1: we're not doing a good job at it but
0: uh you know <laughs> That's how dedicated and professional we are to our craft. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rad Podcast. Remember, next week we will be uh, unveiling the USS Lucid uh, Paranormal Investigation. So uh, I'm really excited to unveil that. And hopefully you go and check out their Facebook page at USS Lucid so that uh, you can, uh, if you're interested in donating or if you want to volunteer your time to help renovate it, uh, to get it ready for uh, public access and, and museum access that would be uh that would be just amazing because i know that our maggot army is dedicated and and uh very interested in the stuff that we do um and, and you're pointing at me like have i have one a suggestion we yeah.
1: watched that documentary on the porn industry and the hiv out- outbreak that i highly uh, recommend Porn Demic. yeah yeah, I highly recommend you guys watch it.
0: It's a really good it's documentary. A
1: great documentary. It's an
0: interesting look at what happened uh, with the AIDS outbreak in the industry in the, the in late nineties. Yeah, yeah,
1: between like ninety five and ninety eight,
0: <clears throat> almost brought down the whole porn industry. It
1: did bring down the whole porn industry for, as for far a as moment. LA was concerned. For yeah, moment,
0: yeah, um, really interesting. I think it's on Showtime where you can watch that documentary yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, highly recommend it if you guys can get your hand on it. Yeah. Highly recommend it.
0: Um, until next time, enjoy the rest of your week and Namaste, bitches. The Red